You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 47 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Brandon Randini Fitness. Com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Brian. What up? How you doing, fellas? Pretty good. Good. Little, uh, different time for us to be recording here. Uh, it's uh, about 7 p.m. on Sunday evening. I like it though. We get all the games in now, right? Figured, uh, you know, would it be Memorial Day weekend? You know, we had to adjust schedules a little bit and it kind of, I kind of do like this now that we got the whole week out of the way, and we could release the pod fresh on Monday. Yeah, because I said if we recorded uh, yesterday, it would have been a completely different mood mm-hmm. than today. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was not was I would have been really pissed day. off, but the Yankees won the series today, so I'm okay now. It's always good to record after a series, not during a series. Yeah, you're right. We're going to – we can't make any promises, but we're going to try to uh, stick to the schedule – as much as it makes sense for us, uh, I know the. I was looking in the head. The Yankees do have a couple Sunday night games coming up. The, they are playing the Mets in the next couple of weeks, so that might be a week that we do a an earlier recording. But you know, we'll see how this one works out. But anyway, big news in Yankee Land is uh, the Birdman was activated off the disabled list uh, Saturday. Uh, Greg Bird is finally back with the ball club. So, what are your thoughts on Bird? Back in the Bronx, I think he's going to be a key, uh, key piece of this lineup. They said it today. I mean, the Yankees expected him to be the three hitter for a while this year, and they missed them all year so far. I think he's a big piece. I think that if he comes back and he starts swinging the bat well, I mean, he's looked, you know, first two games back. Picked up not, his first hit today. Yeah, and his first first RBI. <laughs> yeah. A little painful one. Yeah. But I think that's where Boone really wants him. I think Boone wants him in between Judge and Stanton because you saw him slot Didi up in there. And, uh, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later on. But, you know, Didi Gregorius looks lost. Yeah, I mean, when we started the season, we were kind of joking. Like, this is a lineup that's deep enough where Didi Gregorius could be your 7 or 8 hitter. And then with Bird going down, Didi was the cleanup guy for a while, batting at the top of the lineup. But now Bird coming back in while Didi's playing the way he has been, I'm okay with Didi going back to the bottom of the lineup now and where we kind of expected him to be at the beginning of the season. The Yankees just, you know, you would think in that ballpark that they would have a left-handed heavy lineup, and they really don't. Cause you got- They're all righties. Yeah, their power comes from the right side with that's Judge why, and Stanton. That's and, why Bird uh, is Gary. so important. I mean, you need that power lefty. And I'm not saying Didi isn't – I mean, you just he just doesn't profile as a power hitter. Yeah, he has, what, 10, 11 home runs 11. right now? Yeah, but 10 of them are at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah. 
He's not a power hitter. You you implant Greg Bird into this lineup, you have a scary lefty coming up at the top, splitting up Judge and Stanton, which I was always against, but I guess it's been okay thus far. Uh, my wife just texted me a picture of a baby wearing Yankee diapers. Did you ever have these for your son? I just bought them. Did you really? Yeah, I literally just bought them. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wanted Red Sox ones though. Why? Because you wanted because when he shits shit in them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right. It was like it was like in the movie Fever Pitch where Jimmy Fallon's character is everything Red Sox, but he's got Yankee Yankee diaper. Yeah. Biggest fraud in Hollywood though, Jimmy Fallon. He, I, I, I am dying to get in touch with him. I just want to know: Is he a Red Sox fan? How do you make that movie, but then are behind home plate at Yankee Stadium all the time? And don't tell me because he works in New York. And no, 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 if, no. if you're a true Red Sox fan, which... and hasn't he worn a Yankees cap to some of those games? All of them, yeah, all of them. Fraud, fraud. All right, what were we talking about? Let's Greg get back Bird. on track. We we wanted to. There's not much to talk about Greg Bird right now. It's nice to have him back. He's got to produce, and what he's do gonna. Do you think he's gonna have a big impact on this team? I think Greg Bird is a 300 hitter. I think you keep saying that, but I've never envisioned him as a 300 I'm hitter. I'm telling you, he is the best pure hitter on this team. I see him as a. a do you two- see what he did today? I know it's a small sample size right now, but did you see the base hit he had today? I actually, missed did you see base that hit. out that outside pitch? And they slowed down his swing, and he stays on the ball so well that he took it right where that ball was coming in. That is a sign of a great hitter. I think Bird's going to be a clutch guy because you saw it in the postseason, big hits. But I don't know if he's going to hit for a high average. I think he's going to, you know, profile to a 30 home run, 90 RBI guy, but he might hit 265. Well, I said this to to Ryan last night, actually, we were watching the game. Mike Trout is, what, 320, 330 every year with his eyes closed? He's hitting about 307 this year. I'm just saying, he's he's right up there every year. If he came to New York, he'd be a 280 hitter. Why do you say that? It's just these guys come to New York and 81 games in a ballpark with with a short porch there. A lot of guys are just trying to hit home runs. I don't know. I think if Greg Bird was on any other team, he could hit 320. But maybe he does hit 280 maybe he with would, 35 You know what? Runs. Because of the short porch, he might be more trying to pull bo- uh, pull balls more. You know, if he, let's say he played in Kansas City, he might, go, he might try to go gap to gap more. Look, if you put Bird sixth, Bird. say, in this lineup... He's going to be more of a contact hitter. He's that good. He can adjust. But if you're going to put him in between Judge and Stanton, he's going to be swinging for the fences a lot more than he would if he was lower in this order. I think he should be batting higher. I, you know, give him. A, I want him third. Give him a little bit to to warm himself yeah, back course. up. But I, I would, I would think he would be the Yankees. Three he's hitter. a dangerous lefty hitter to have in this right right-handed heavy lineup. All right, so Bird's back. You know, we've been talking about this. The Yankees have a major roster crunch here. They got too it's almost like they have too many good players. And somebody had oh. to somebody had to go. And we ran a poll on uh NYY Sports Talk on our Twitter and you know, it was overwhelmingly that the fans thought it was gonna be AJ Cole going. And I honestly thought that was the move there too, or maybe Shreve because you know, do you really need 13 pitchers? But apparently Cashman says they do need 13 pitchers and they want to go with a three-man bench. So Boone kind of, uh, I don't want to say stuck his foot in his mouth, but he already put it out there that Tyler Austin wasn't going to be the move. Yeah. He said that a few weeks ago. And I think that's temporary. It Maybe it is temporary. And 
until Bird shows that he can handle first base on an everyday basis. Because even if he's healthy, you don't want to throw him in the deep end right this, away. I said this the other day. They want Bird to prove that he's ready for the workload. Yeah, I agree with and that. And until that happens, he's going to sit against lefties. Tyler Austin's going to play against righties. And Toe is going to be in AAA. But... Yeah. Well, there you just... Well, we let get... the spoiler alert out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ronald Torres, I mean... I was shocked, honestly. When you texted it to me, I didn't see it on Twitter yet. You texted it, and I was, I was shocked. Like I never thought, kind of left speechless. I mean, yeah, you don't just when you think a toe, you don't just think, oh my god, this guy's so great when he comes into games. How could they do this? You think of a guy who has really made his mark on this team over the last two years. I mean, when you think the New York Yankees, Ronald Torres is in that thought. He's not just some guy who goes up and down from the minor leagues to the bigs to us anymore. He's, I was honestly surprised he's a that he on, had on an seat. option left. I didn't think he had one. And Boone said it himself. He said it was probably the most difficult thing he's ever had to do in his professional career. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't imagine that being a, an easy conversation to have. That the guys hit Ryan can look this up for us. I mean, was he hitting like three forty this year? Three thirty nine. Yes, I, think, yeah. I mean. Every time he gets in the game, he he either makes a big play, he he gets a a hit to, you know, he's always always doing something good and uh, his versatility and the fact that he's well liked. Like I honestly, I never thought that Torres would be the guy, but and I gotta I gotta call Michael K out for a second because he said something that really kind of got under my skin yesterday. When we talk about the Yankees having so much talent. That they don't know what to do with these guys. What What is the phrase we always say? It's a good problem, problem to have. have yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he like, lost Still it. Still a problem. The, he lost it the other day. It's an oxymoron. You can't have a good problem. This is not good for the Yankees to have whatever he just kept. Yes, it is a good problem. It's a problem, but it's a good one. There's good problems, there's bad problems. The Yankees have three guys in their minor leagues right now that would probably start on half the teams in the major leagues, and they can't find spots for them. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the biggest worry is the chemistry of the team, right? That seems to be, I mean, as great as Toe is, you can live without him. You can, and that's really what the decision came down to. You can still be successful without Ronald Torres on this team. But chemistry-wise, he was a big factor in that clubhouse. And the guys felt it. The guys felt it when he went down. Torres was hitting three thirty-nine this year. He had 21 hits and 62 at-bats. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. We say it all the time on here. For what his role is, he's the best in baseball. But when you really break down how the Yankees have been using him this year, he's... I don't want to say expendable. I don't want to say that. but He's not as valuable to the, the team move. this year as move. he was last year. He's the move until Greg Bird has proven he can handle the workload. You know who did this to him? Neil Walker did yeah. this to Ronald Torres. Because Neil Walker got, I want to say he's hot, but he he's got, producing. He's I producing mean, now. And he's a guy who you're going to use a lot more than Ronald Torres right now. Because he's a, a, he's a switch hitter, so it doesn't matter who's pitching. That you feel comfortable throwing Neil Walker and out there. And he's going to play the and corners he played, for you. He's going to play second. Yeah. So the only infield position he doesn't play is shortstop. And apparently Glaber's the uh, 
The only thing I don't like, and you were, I th- you might have just said that. Glaber's we're going to be, be about backup, to say that. Yeah, to He's going to be the backup shortstop, and I kind of don't like that. When, no, I don't either. When you have a guy who has come up now and you've switched him to second base and he's doing as well as he has, he's had some pretty bad errors. His errors have been pretty uh, detrimental to the games. When, you know, a couple bases loaded errors, he, he botched that double play ball yesterday. Uh, Andrew Hart threw a perfect strike to him. I wouldn't say it was a perfect. It was, it was it, exactly where the ball was supposed to be on a double play. He, he should have caught it. I wouldn't say he threw him a perfect pitch. He should have caught it though. Anyway, that's but, but yeah. now you're gonna now you're gonna start messing with a guy who's the future of your team and and flip flop him from short and second. I don't like that. I don't and I don't think it's gonna necessarily affect him. I think he's strong enough uh where he's gonna be okay. He's a shortstop though, Glaber No, I Torres. know. I know, and that's part of the reason why I don't like it. Because he's so accustomed to shortstop, moving him to second base is a big adjustment, and now you're going to start flip flopping him back and forth. He, yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. I how don't many th- days again, a week is it going to happen? One. Right. I, it's not probably I, not even once a week, but it's going to happen, and we'll see. I don't think it's going to affect him, but it could. And I don't know if that's the kind of guy I really want to mess with right now. Who Glaber? Glaber. All right, so. Toe in Scranton, and uh, Tommy Kainley came back up on mm-hmm. uh, Friday, right? Friday. Friday. He was the move. Yeah, Tommy Kainley came back up. He looked uh, he looked a little rusty uh, Saturday night, but, you know. I'm not fully blaming him for that. Should have been a double play. Yeah, but he was 0-2 on a few guys. And yeah, he couldn't put no, him away. listen. I tweeted it. Even after that. Where Torres missed that ball as a as a pitcher as a teammate, you have to pick up your teammate. You can't let that inning get out of hand, and he did. So you know, first game back, let's hope he can brush it off and be effective for this team. All right, we'll we'll get into the Angel series a little bit more in depth a little bit later on in the show. But something I want to bring up with you, uh, up to you guys, is uh, I for I guess we could say I had a conversation with a fan on Twitter. That said that the Yankees, well, actually I ran a poll on NYY Sports Talk that I just referenced earlier that, uh, who would be the move for Bird? And I phrased it, who would you remove from the 25 man roster to add Greg Bird? And this person's answer was <laughs> Greg Bird. So naturally, like I couldn't let that go. And I said, so you're telling me you're going to remove Greg Bird to add Greg Bird. Well, he was clearly joking. He was like, well, my point is that they should never bring Greg Bird back. Oh, his point is ridiculous. And then we got into a discussion about how the Yankees should trade Greg Bird for pitching. Now, <laughs> my mindset is that Bird's not going to get you much right now. No. No. What, what is At best, what do you think it, Bird – in my mind, at best, Bird's going to get you a f- – A three or four star. A four. I don't even think you get a three for him. He's got to show he's got to he can be healthy before you're gonna. If you're ever gonna trade Greg Bird, and the only way that's ever gonna happen is if he proves once again he can't stay healthy. The only way you're ever gonna trade him is if, if you don't necessarily have to, is if he's at the peak of his game. After he starts proving what he can do when he stays healthy for a long amount of time, and at that point you're not gonna trade him. So 
either he's going to get hurt again and the Yankees are going to look for other options and you're not going to get anything for him that's going to be a value. Or if the Yankees really wanted to be stupid and trade him when he gets hot, then they're missing a first baseman who's going to be very, very productive for this team. And I think Paulie, Paulie backed up my point, Paul O'Neill, last night or today, uh, that you need production out of your corner infielders. Oh, you need offensive production. You, They had a negative 27 war or something crazy. I don't even know. Or they were 28th in the league uh, in war with a negative war at first base this year. You can't have that. You Could can't. the Yankees get by without Greg Bird this year? No. No? No. Really? With a platoon of Tyler Austin and Neil Walker, they couldn't get by? No. I, so this team, no, by, by getting by, I'm saying this they would not be a playoff team. Oh, without. they'd be a playoff team, but they're not going to go far in the playoffs. When they start seeing elite pitching, no. They need Greg Bird in this lineup. Uh, I don't I don't know if I would say they would need him. Because, Chris, you got to look. No, you got to really break down this lineup right now. They're not really producing. They didn't they're produce not. this weekend. No, but they're just not producing. Look at everyone's average on they this team. Like- Who has the highest average on the team that that qualifies? So that that takes off Torres. Uh, what is it, Judge? No. Who? Miguel Andujar. He qualifies. Yes. So what does he got? What was he at, like two ninety five? He was hitting two ninety one the other day. I don't know what he's at now. I think he was up. All right. So what's the big deal? The big deal is has I know he had a hot streak, but would you ever think that Miguel Andujar has the best average on this team? Our our seven or eight hitter, I Dude, mean, the nine hitter is the best player on the team. <laughs> but that's that's kind of my point. I mean, when's Stanton going to get hot? Judge Judge has been like on the fence all year, where you're living with it because he's having a great year, but he hasn't brought you back to where he was last year yet. He's been more consistent this yes, year, though, and I like that. But I'm waiting for these guys to go on tears. And who's to say they're not coming? Uh, they could be, but right now, they're not. I don't think that and, and Greg Dini, Bird is the key to the Yankees winning the World Series this year. No, they need a pitcher. Yeah, so would you? What would, what is more important to them, a starting pitcher or Greg Bird? Starting pitcher. All right, that we agree upon, but you can't trade Greg Bird for a starting pitcher. No, absolutely not. He's you, not. He's not your move. He's never going to be your move. He's... If they're ever going to trade Greg Bird realistically, he's not going to bring you back anything because it just means that he can't stay healthy. That's the only time they look to me. And what do you think – if the Yankees are throwing in a towel on him, what do you think you're going to get for him? You think the Mets are going to be like, oh, please take Noah Syndergaard. No, that's what I'm saying. So him giving you back any value is an unrealistic uh, notion here. You can't trade – Greg Bird is – he's untradeable in the sense that – why would you trade him? Because his value to the Yankees is greater than what it is to another team. Right. Absolutely. So we're in agreement upon that. Yes. So if you were to, so basically, if you were to trade Greg Bird, you would expect nothing more than maybe a fourth starter out of him. Right now, yes. That's you want to talk to me in a couple months when he's batting three hundred with twenty home runs? That's different. But uh, then at that point, why the hell would the Yankees ever trade him? I think somebody wanted to trade. Uh, I saw this popped up on my Twitter feed that they wanted to trade Bird, Sonny Gray, and Clint Frazier for uh, Jacob deGrom. Yeah. I was like, okay. Actually, no, it wasn't Jacob deGrom. It was they should package those three players and get an elite starter back. I was like, okay, when you find that general manager that (laughs) wants to make that trade, 
Please call Brian Cashman immediately. Well, everyone keeps everyone keeps saying we need to trade Sonny Gray. Uh, we need to get rid of him. We need to package him for a pitcher. How can you say that and in the same breath tell me how bad he sucks? All right, let's get to let's let's put down a table for a second. Let, all right, let's just dive right into the uh, the Angel series real quick. Uh, Friday night, Yanks win two to one. Uh, Glaber good. Two RBI. He had the infield single, which th- I don't like calling it an infield single. It was a deep third. The third yeah. baseman made a good play on it to keep the ball from going down the line. But whatever. He gets the Yankees get a run there. I was going to say three people won that game that night. And then uh, he gets the big home run. What was it in seventh? Yeah. Put him ahead. Two to one. Two to one. And Seve, one run, six innings. Again, not, you know, not, not sharp. sharp. We walked four, four guys. Walks, not like him. When he's sharp, he doesn't walk So, guys. I mean, now, every time he has a has a, a start like this, when do you say that maybe that complete game might have... Never. 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 So, what is his problem, then? He's just not sharp for the last one. He'll month? get there, man. He's still only giving up one run. He's still doing good. He's right. got a two two eight ERA. Here, but, all right, you got to understand this. As the ace, you're ex- there's more expected of you, and he's throwing too many pitches right now. He's got he's got to be the one guy Aaron Boone knows that he doesn't have to take out before the seventh inning, and he's not been there recently. Aaron Boone's got to know that when when Luis Severino takes the mound, he only needs maximum six He'll outs from his there. bullpen. He'll get back to that pitcher. Yeah, and you know what? He better get back there on Wednesday. Tell me the three people who won that game for the Yankees that night. Oh, that was. Well, obviously Glaber. Okay. Are you going to put Severino up there? 100%. And because the-, the Yankees, even though he didn't give them more than six innings, they still needed their starting pitching to do something big. And I don't know. Who's the third guy? What do, you, what do you want to say here? I don't know. The guy who uh, who didn't allow a run to score early on in the game. Oh, the my goodness. The guy who uh, stopped a what could have been a huge leadoff double, I believe it was a leadoff. Mm-hmm double uh that guy in right field you, you almost forget about it but i've tweeted it on multiple occasions aaron judge is criminally underrated as a right fielder all people want to do is look at him as a big slugger he is remarkable and he is not he has just in this weekend he's recorded the fastest assist in major league this year when that the, 100 100.5 miles per was hour was that the one home or was it that was the one, the one at home and today he had a single that went 119.9 <laughs> miles an hour. And it, it and I saw that one, and it didn't even look like he hit it that hard. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because if not for Seve and if not for Judge making those plays, then you don't even have a bullpen at that point. So it's those three guys that really carried the team on Friday night. Just to add to Severino's four walks, two of them were against Trout, one of them was against Upton, and the other was Otani. So, you know, it's better to walk big-name players than, you know, leave a ball right over the middle of the plate like uh, Sonny Gray the following uh, Yeah, maybe. I'm not disagreeing with you by any means. But you're also – However you're, – You're an elite pitcher. You're an elite pitcher, and you saw him against everyone else in that lineup where – he wasn't putting guys away right away like he normally does. He was getting deep into counts. He was throwing a lot of balls uh, where he was trying to throw strikes. Uh, you can tell when a guy is throwing a pitch that was intended to be a strike or intended to be in the dirt for a ball or maybe a little off the plate. And Seve just didn't seem to have his 
normal control that you're used to. Plain and simple. All right, so Yanks get the win two to one on uh, on Friday night. Then here we go. Uh, recording Sunday night, so you know last night, Sunny Gray takes the mound, and I was actually, I'll be honest with you, I was excited to watch him pitch last night. I really was, because after his performance in Kansas City, I wanted to see if this was finally going to be where Sonny Gray turned the corner. I thought he was going to give you a true, true blue, six inning, three runs quality start. I really did, and I would have been absolutely okay with that. He gives up the quick run in the first inning, and you know what? Trout gets him, whatever. You live with it. You hope he settles down. Yankees come back, bottom of the first inning. Guardy and Judge go back to back. And then Roro, I mean, you want to talk about guys that are just, they just fit their role so well. I mean, what Austin Romine, what is he hitting this year, Ryan? He's hitting like 340 himself. Yeah, it's crazy. And you just had such a good feeling. And he's changed up his stance too this year where he's he's able to, Take the ball to the opposite field a lot more, and it's really working out for him. He's hitting three fifty three this year. Wow. And you know what? You had such a good feeling because Sonny Gray comes out. He gives up a leadoff double, I believe it was. No, single. Sorry. Gives up, gives up a leadoff single. Then Trout hits one that just barely misses going out off the wall. Scores the runner from first. He gets a double. And then he gets out of that inning. With just one run. And then the Yankees come up and they, they put two on the board. Then they then it seems like Sonny's starting to settle down a little bit. The Yankees put up two more and you like what you're seeing. And then Sonny Gray becomes Sonny Gray again. At 4-1, you're thinking, okay, Sonny's got the run support. Let's, let's you know, let's go here. And then he For goes, what the Yankees expect out of Sonny Gray, is 4-1 not enough to at least take into the sixth inning? 4-1 should be enough. For Sonny Gray. I'm sorry. It should be. It should be. There was a few angels that commented after the game saying that this wasn't the same Sonny Gray they were used to seeing a couple years ago when he was pitching in, in their division. His velocity because is down and just not the same pitcher. You, I think one of you tweeted it. He used to own Mike Trout in, when they pitched. Yeah. Right. I think he yeah. was uh, Trout. Strikeouts. Trout was 7 for 34 with 13 strikeouts. No doubles. And Trout treated him like. Four uh, RBI. Uh, yeah, like two a, doubles like and a, a homer. Three RBI. Freaking punching bag, man. Jesus, yeah, he and then, killed us this series. And then four, you know, you're up four one, and always like, always preach about this shut down innings, and he gives up two right away, and then right there at four three, you're like, this is not going to. You know what? Well. The first thing I noticed too about Sonny when the game started getting out of hand, he's taking his time yeah. again. He was so slow to throw his next pitch. What did he pitch yesterday? Three and a third. I'm going to bring up the box score. Real no, quick. he threw four and a third. I believe three point two. I think it was three. And two oh thirds. wow, Jesus. And he had seven strikeouts in three and two thirds innings, which it's it's almost like uh, an anomaly. I don't. That's not even the right word, but it's it's odd that he would have that many strikeouts in such a short appearance. Because you're thinking his stuff's not good, but when he strikes out seven guys, it shows you that he has yeah. good stuff. And I tweeted this too. I you know I did a little research. He became the first Yankee starting pitcher to have ten starts within the team's first fifty games of the season. And have five of those starts where he couldn't even get through the fifth inning. Five starts. And this is a guy who's supposed to be your number three? Possibly even profile as a number two? And you're going to tell me 50% of his starts he can't even get through the fifth inning? 
come on, man. This, something's gotta happen. I can't, I, they can't keep putting him out on the mound if this is what he's gonna give them. Alright, so, the big play of the game that really swung the tide here was, uh, Trout's two-run home run in the fourth. You know. Mind-boggling. Are you gonna really kill Boone for not throwing down the four fingers? Yes. I am. And I, and you know, my Booner is, is as big as it could possibly be, as strong as it could possibly be. He's got a strong Booner? Strong Booner for Boone. But yes, I will kill him for that. But you know what? Paul O'Neill had a great point in today's game. He said everybody wants to jump on Aaron Boone's back for not walking Trout in that situation, which is fine. But 2-0, you know, Sonny Gray fell behind 2-0. You know, sometimes as a veteran player, you got to be smart enough. You got to be smarter than just maybe try and get him to swing at a couple pitches, but don't throw a strike. Yeah. Because I because as good as Mike Trout is, you've seen him swing at some curveballs in the dirt. Just be smart. Just be smart there. I agree with that. But I'll still kill Boone because he saw what Sonny Gray was doing that night, and he saw how on Mike Trout was against him that night. I agree with that. You're so right. that's why I kill Aaron Boone there. I do. I don't kill him initially, but when it was 2-0, you throw it up. And that's it. You put him on. Some of the onus has to go on Sonny Gray, though. Oh, you could still put just as much on Sonny Gray as you can on Aaron Boone, but it does, that doesn't mean I'm going to excuse Aaron Boone for not putting Mike Trout on. I just don't understand Sonny Gray's thought process. Like, why would you throw him that pitch, though? Like, you really think you're going to get him out? He thought his stuff like was... Like O'Neill he, said, as a veteran player, sometimes you got to read the situation. It's like, you don't have to get a sign to, to put down a sack bunt sometimes. You should... In certain situations, you should just know. I've been saying it to you guys week after week. Did you watch his post game? Because he said he had really good stuff. It just he just didn't have really good. And results. I just, you know what? I understand what you're saying that you want him to own up and say, you know what? I was bad tonight. I need to be better. But in his defense, the seven strikeouts in the three and two third innings show that he had some good stuff last night. Why is he not able to put it together? He can sit there and say, look, I had seven strikeouts. Clearly, I had some good stuff, but I, I can't, I can't find a way to just hone it all in. Yeah, I clearly had some good stuff. I had seven strikeouts, but guess what? I didn't pitch well. I gave up five runs in three and two thirds innings. That's not good. That's, that is awful. Don't sit there and tell me you had really good stuff, but you just didn't have really good results. That is that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You know. I'd rather you sit there and, and just look into the camera and say, I sucked. I sucked and I need to be better. Next question. So next point, Yanks, uh, you know, bullpen comes in, you know, game gets away. They lose 11-4. Uh, basically, now what do we do? What do you... Honestly, realistically, do with Sonny Gray here. I release him. I release him. I what I would. That's a realistic option right now. That you're going to just okay. release Sonny Gray. Hold on, not just yet. Here's here's realistically, if I'm in the Yankees management here, here's what I do. Give Domingo Herman. Give Domingo Herman the start to, uh, tomorrow, right? Yes, he's taking the fine. Goal. You want to give him the start? I don't agree with it, but give it to him. And when he's not successful, 
which I don't expect him to be, you bring up Justice Sheffield. You bring him up. And if he can prove to be effective, if he can prove that he can be efficient enough to give this team some innings, I really start to consider releasing Sonny Gray. I really do. You're feeding the trolls so bad right now. What are you going to... But Christian, you can't keep putting this guy out there if he's not even going to give you five innings. You can't. You just might as well. Ha- you him. might as well do what the Rays do. You might as well do it. You might as well do what the Rays do. You might as well have a game where the bullpen just comes in and pitches all day. Sergio Sonny Romo. Gray will give you three, and then you just go to the rest of the bullpen. Sergio Romo started four games in nine days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, it's not unrealistic. You at at some point, and I and not I, this you know, season. I agree with you when it comes to what they gave up for Sonny Gray that you can't just let him go. But you have to get to a point where you need to put that behind you if he's truly not being effective. Not this season. Why? Why it's not, not this gonna season? Happen this season? Why? If Justice Sheffield is down there and he can be good, why not? If you're gonna go out and get that pitcher that everyone keeps talking about the Yankees getting, why can't you release Sonny Gray? Why? Because, A, he's got another year on his contract. I don't give a shit what his contract is. I don't care what we got for him. I don't give a shit what his contract is. He is a liability. That is a realistic scenario. Releasing him this year is not a realistic scenario. Yes, it is. You want to say that they can move him in the offseason? No. Move him to what? What? Why don't we package him and Ellsbury together? And we'll see what we can get for him. Maybe a packet of uh, I'm package not, of bubble yum. I'm not saying that you're going to get anything great for him, but to cut your ties and to send him somewhere for a utility guy or a bum reliever in the offseason, yeah, I could see that happening. But for the Yankees to make a drastic move like that in season... Oh, wait. Why don't we listen to the uh, Twitter followers who want to option him to AAA? That sounds like a good good idea, huh? With all of his options he has left. <laughs> That sounds realistic. I don't. I don't think that I am out of out of hand here saying that they could release him this year. Absolutely not. I don't think there's a chance in the world they would release him this season. I think he would get injured before they release him. Well, this year. I, that was another scenario I said to you the other day. I said either they release him or he gets injured, and he goes on the DL. Injured. Yeah, that's air. That's the air quote injury. Justice Sheffield's uh, looking pretty good, though, for the Rail Riders. I'm telling you, man, that's the move. He he pitched on uh, this past Wednesday, four innings, no runs. If the Yankees don't make a move for a starting pitcher, but we all expect them to, if they don't, who's going to take starts for this team? That's what people don't understand. You have to look at it logically as if you're Brian Cashman. Here's, here's- who's going to who's going to take starts for this team right now? Oh, get rid of Sonny Gray. Okay, genius, who's going to take the ball for him? And don't tell me Justice Sheffield because the Yankees are not ready to call him up. So who's going to go out there and take a start for him? You didn't listen to my scenario. You called Justice Sheffield up to pitch in that fifth slot. You, for Domingo Herman, make sure he's successful. For Domingo Herman, then you make your move for your pitcher. What if there is and no move to make? Move, what if there's there no will move to be make? a move to there make? There will be a move. And within that move, you in this in the same move, you release Sonny Gray. See ya. All right. Here's if your See scenario. Ya. I don't want to watch you in New York anymore. Here, if your scenario works out where Sheffield comes up for whatever re- for Herman, and he shows that he can be the guy, and the Yankees then. On top of that, go out there and make a trade for, you know, a two or three guy. Sonny Gray, either A, he's going to find his ass in the bullpen, or B, he's going to get injured. 
Yeah, they are let's, let's not them in the bullpen. You know what? As a mop up guy. <laughs> so I mean, what's worse at that point? You're talking about his contract. You're talking about the guys he gave up. Oh yeah, he has he has one year left on his contract, and we gave up three top prospects for him. But uh, he's our mop up guy now. No, I'd rather cut ties. That's not going to happen. He's a you waste of a not, roster you spot. You know at it's that not going to happen. You know Brian Cashman's not going to do that. I disagree. You've seen how stubborn he is with Aaron Hicks, and you think he's just going to, after what he gave up to get Sonny Gray, he's just going to release him? Because when a pitcher continues to pitch the way he's pitching, there's a lot brighter of a spotlight on a pitcher that's doing that than, it, say, a guy like Aaron Hicks, because this team is still winning. So when a guy keeps going out there and doing what – listen, when Sonny Gray can't get through the fifth inning, he's not just affecting himself. He's affecting the entire team. He's allowing other teams to come back in big spots. He's demoralizing the offense. He's putting a a wear on the bullpen. He has become a liability. Him throwing, him throwing eight innings the other day, two, two starts ago is the exception, not the rule or vice versa. However, that phrase goes. I think that was right. him. Him, him now going out and throwing four and two thirds is what you expect now, and we can't have that. It's a liability to this team. But he's not going anywhere. He's just not going anywhere. Okay, we'll see. If Cashman's going to get to the point where he's going to release him, he's going to ship him some. He's going to call somebody up, and somebody will say, "Yeah, I'll take him, but take my bad contract back." Or Take this guy with a 5.4 ERA and stick him in the back of your bullpen. He's just not going to outright release him. That's just never going to happen. Okay. We'll see. I'm telling I can't believe that you would actually think that is a realistic option. That the Yankees are just going to release Sonny Gray. I really, I really, really feel with how poorly he has been that that can at some point in the right spot become a realistic situation. I really do. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, you're the one that should feel sorry for for sounding stupid because, you know, they're not, they just I just don't see it happening. We'll see. All right. Whatever. Who cares about Sonny Gray anyway? <laughs> but here's the one thing I do want to say. We were getting a lot of tweets yesterday. The Yankees should have sent down Sonny Gray instead of Ronald Torres. Okay. Who's going <laughs> to Ronald Torres pitch? <laughs> but you can't send down Sonny Gray. Am I wrong in saying that? Ryan, is he wrong in saying that? Sonny Gray can't go to the minor leagues? He does not have options. Sonny Gray does not have options. I think Ryan looked that up. I'm looking it up. He does not have options. I thought he did a few weeks ago. Yeah, I I don't think his name was on the list of players with options. We're talking about a guy who's been in the league for how many years now? He doesn't have options. Yeah, but it's not like Ronald Torres was a pitcher. You can't say, oh... We'll keep towing. We'll send Sonny Gray down. Who's going to take – Ronald Torres was going to take the start last night. I mean, he, he, maybe he could have pitched better, but still. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing when people say uh, the Yankees should have gotten a starting pitcher instead of Mike uh, – Jesus. John Carlos Stanton. The, the two make – the two have nothing to do with one another. They didn't – they didn't – They, they didn't, didn't not get a starting pitcher because they got John Carlos right. Stanton. 
ridiculous. You're right there. You got a yeah. little indigestion. I did before I took Tums. You remember the other day that uh, I told you I wanted to see you get hit by a bus but not die? Yes. That's how I feel right now after your Sonny Gray comment. Good. I I like getting that feeling out of you. <laughs> That I want to see my best friend get hit by a bus? Yes. Okay. Well, if that's what our relationship has morphed into, then you should feel good about yourself. I feel great. All right. So, series finale today. Yanks win 3-1. to one. Um, Tanaka better. Better. Which uh, is what all I wanted. Six innings. Gave up a run on an Andrelton Simmons home run. I wouldn't say he was great today, but he was good enough. Yanks get three runs on a... A gift from Garrett. It was Garrett Richards' birthday, but he was the one giving out gifts today. Judge hits a 119.9 mile an hour single. (laughs) And then he walks three and hits another batter. Yeah. He he actually came out of the game. Only one run given up. And then, um, he was at like 70 pitches at that point. Hicks got an RBI on a bases loaded walk. Uh, Bird gets a RBI and a hit by pitch. Ryan with a great tweet today, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That was the hardest hit, uh, hardest <laughs> hit pitch. A uh, bird hardest, right. hardest hit bird since Randy Johnson's fastball <laughs> hit that bird. Two thousand one. Classic. Classic. Um, and then, oh, Ryan, you got it. No. Well, I, I was on a page that had like every every team's out of options list and Sonny Gray wasn't on that list but does he have more than 5 years of service time? Yeah. Yeah, and, that's what I'm then, saying. Then I don't think that ma- I don't think right. guys with f- over 5 years of service time I'm are saying how long options. has this guy been in the league? He's been in the league for 7 years the I Yankees think. couldn't just send him to uh right. AAA. He would have to Oh no, he has he has uh, only 4 years of service time. What? Because it's service time. So if if you're not pitching, if you're injured, I don't think that counts towards your service time. This is his second. Oh uh, yeah, I guess maybe he's been in the yeah. league since 2013. I don't know. I still, I, you know what? Let's leave it at this. Who cares? Who gives a shit? You're not sending. You're not sending Sonny Gray down. If Sonny Gray that's is not going, the move. If Sonny Gray is going to Scranton, it's going on a rehab rehab assignment, assignment. right? Jesus. Oh, well, and then Andujar gets the uh, the third run batted in on a fielder's choice, you know. And then they uh, scored three runs on one hit. Yeah, Yanks win three to one. Uh, interesting note of the game here. Two things I want to bring up here. Number one, notice how uh, Del Batances is now the setup guy for the Yankees. Yeah. Who else is it going to be? And I, I mean, think Boone in the in the post game press conference said that uh, Batances is going to be the eighth inning guy. Have you noticed him trying to stay away from Chad Green in some of these games lately? Yeah, he had Green warming up today. Green's been better, though. Green's been better than Robertson at this point. Did you see Chapman get up in the seventh yeah, inning? Yeah, that was odd. Like I don't know what that was about. Maybe Boone said he was just have he was just playing catch. He just wanted to throw. He just wanted to get up on yeah, a on maybe a chilly catch. day. He wanted to warm up knowing he was going to get catch. You have a catch. Right. I just had this debate yesterday with my father-in-law. Back yeah. in the day, people would say, let's go play catch. You probably say let's play catch. Ball players say let's have a catch. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what that's what ball players yep. say. Telling you right now. <laughs> Telling you right now. So you don't play catch with your son? No, you, you have, have you, a catch. You have a catch with your son. If my son comes up to me and says, "Daddy, can we play catch?" I'm gonna tell him no. You gonna punch him in the face? Yeah, and tell him no. At two years at, on his way to being <laughs> two years old, he's, he's gonna spit out that full <laughs> sentence, and you're gonna punch him. <laughs> Real good. I hope nobody from Dyfus listens to this show. 
And the other thing from the game today, uh, uh, Stan struck out four times today. First time we actually heard the Boo Birds in a while, but they were back out today. It's getting hard to defend him now. No, no. Listen, I'll I will never go to the stadium and boo uh, Giancarlo. Uh, second time calling him Mike Giancarlo Stan. I will never do it. No, I'm not going to boo. But him. I'm not going to sit here and flip out like I did when the Yankees were 18 games into the season. I mean, the guy's got to start coming through. It's enough of a sample size now. But apparently he's not – he's basically on pace for what he did last year. If you look at his numbers through X yeah, games – but that doesn't mean that this is what we're expecting now. But here's my problem. This stance of his is, is – it's awful. He's got to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, I think they will eventually if he can t- – if he doesn't get hot like they're expecting him to like he normally does – then something's First of all, be he's done. got way he's got way too much movement. I don't ever remember him moving. Yeah, this he's much. got too many moving parts, and, and that's they said that about Bird today. They're, it's very simple. He's a very simple hitter. He's right to the ball. That's what you want to see, and that's what I like about Gleyber Torres too. But I'm kind of sick of talking about Stanton. Let's talk about Giancarlo Stanton at the end of June. If at the end of June he's still doing this, then let's talk about him. There is something I want to bring up, and I forgot to tell you that I wanted to bring this up. I brought it up to Ryan again the other day. Didi Gregorius is in a miserable slump. What is he, like 6 for 49? I mean, Is you, that what they they uh, dropped on him? It might not even be 6. I don't know. The, he might not even have 6. I'm right. not too concerned. Then with, it's either that or it's 3 for 49. It's either 3 for 49 or 6 for 49. And I'm not so much concerned with the numbers. But here's what I want to bring up to you. And here's what concerns me. No matter what, no matter what Didi Gregorius does for this team, he is always, always visible. He made you a great always, play to end the game today. He did. He did. And I made this point before the game today. But I'll still bring it up here. He hasn't just been slumping. He's almost just been non-existent. Well, I said this to you. It might have been yesterday. His bat just looks lazy through the zone. I'm not even talking about his play. I'm talking about you watch the game and you forget that Didi Gregorius is even there. He hasn't been as vocal. He hasn't been as present as he normally is. And that's what concerns me. No, he's still got his post-game tweets. I'm not... (laughs) Right? I mean, you're almost through a whole game and you're like, oh, Didi's still on the team. I forgot. Uh, no. I, I feel forget. that way. Well, you know what? If he's not the happy, jovial Didi right now, I mean, the, he's, he's... But to be a leader like we expect him to be, you always have to be that guy. You it's always gotta, be that you know guy. What? It's got to be really weighing on him right now. I mean, this isn't just a slump we're talking about anymore. And what is it? What is this he, is he not taking steroids anymore? <laughs> I mean, what is it? Like that's he. I'm joking about he it. He was but batting what 360 at the end of April around there, 40 something. Something. Yeah. He's batting under 240. Is he even batting over 230 right now? In the, he fir- might- in the first month of the season, he had 32 hits and 98 at bats. That was 98 at bats. That was good for a 327 batting average. This month, he's 9 for 77 with a 117 batting average. Oh, my God. Yeah, but if you does smaller sample sizes, he's batting like 6 for 49 right on this. Yeah. Since the curtain, the road curtain call, which I got made fun of for saying, for saying that the baseball gods did not like that. But hey, you know what? There's got to be something more to it than, than him just being in that type of slump. Yeah. Eat your goddamn Teddy Grahams, too, that you're dropping on my floor. 
I love Teddy Graham. Yeah, bro. Teddy Graham's good. Nice throw by me in the garbage. Yeah, and with your uh, UCL tear. <laughs> uh, what were we gonna say? I don't know. Something about uh, something more about uh, Didi yeah. and the road curtain call, what? and it's got to be something more than a slump. You think the I've so there's got to be more to right? The baseball gods are mad at him. Yeah, maybe a little. But in a realistic sense. If he, you would agree that he, his bat just doesn't, it just doesn't look like it's got that same life in it. Like it's, he's in a lot of like lazy pop-ups, which would, it just looks like he's got, it just lazy is the word that they, th- just doesn't look like it's got the same explosiveness. And you know it. what's, you know what's But here's what I want to ask you. How do you fix that? Like, is it just something that one day he's going to wake up and it's just not going to, it's just going to be there again? Or? That's kind of what I was getting at just now is... He goes through this awful slump, and then when did he hit that home run? Uh, last week or so? It was on the no, it was uh, it was Texas. against Texas when they lost twelve ten. Okay, yeah. so he hits that home run, but he surrounded that home run with a with a good amount of hard hit balls. And when you start to see that, you start to say to yourself, "Okay, this is a guy coming back and finding his swing." Yeah, but it then but it then happens, he falls yeah. off again. And that's the second time I think that really happened with him during this slump where he started to hit the ball hard and it just wasn't finding holes. And then he's just right back to just Chris said hard balls and holes. Yeah. (laughs) MD dubs. Happy Memorial Day, by the way. (laughs) You want to go light some shit off in the backyard? I bought fireworks. Did you? Yeah. I got them sitting downstairs. I know. You you had plans for those, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But your wife was in a good mood that day, so she didn't want me to go through on those plans. <sighs> Isn't that how funny fickle women are? She wanted you to do something for her, so she didn't want me to burn you alive. <laughs> <laughs> I had to complete my favor first. Did you? I don't know. You don't I know? forget what it was. I probably did. Something about a house. Something about getting a house or something. Well, Chris, <laughs> if you buy me a house, I won't have your friend light you on fire. So that was... That was nice. <sighs> All right. Anyway, before I get it, I'm going to get an angry call from your wife tomorrow. Probably. Faux show. Faux show. Um, anything else you want to talk about on the series? It was nice to see they got to bounce back after dropping to the series of Texas. They came back and they no, they won. I have nothing else to say on the series. They won the series. It might not have been pretty, but they oh, won. Here's what I want to say. John Smoltz is a bag of hot oh garbage God. water of hot garbage water that's been sitting out in the July sun with a dead raccoon sitting on top of wow. it. That's what he is. Wow. That's how much he stinks. Okay? He sucks. My God in heaven, how awful was he last night? And Terrible. I don't want to come on here and rip announcers, and I think Joe Buck is a lot better than what people oh, he hates the Yankees. He doesn't hate the Yankees. He did. He did what? He did. He used to hate the Yankees. He doesn't hate the then Yankees. Then he went on center stage with Kay, and he became a little bit more friendly. But you know what? Joe Buck is really good. He, mm. You wouldn't say... I think he's a lot better than, than I used to think he was. I think he gets a bad rap. He does. Honestly. But when John, John Smoltz, Smoltz made oh my. that one comment... I go ahead. You want, uh, you want it? I want it. You I want, want it? it? Okay. I want it. If I was the commissioner... I would never allow a team to trade for a guy and then sign him the next year on free agency. Because Are you a in, fucking moron? He was referring Seriously. to when the Yankees traded a Roldis Chapman to the Cubbies and got Glaber back and then 
sign Chapman in the offseason. He would not allow that to happen if he was the commissioner of baseball. Right. That is the dumbest thing I have literally have ever heard come out. And we have John Sterling every day, right? He says some crazy stuff. I've never heard a broadcaster (laughs) say something so stupid in my entire life. Well, that was John Smoltz's hold my beer moment because I was watching the Sox and the Braves on MLB Network earlier in the day, and Carlos Pena came on in the post game, and he said that the Red Sox were, quote, dominating the American League East. Who said that? Carlos Pena. <laughs> dominating. Where at the time, the Red Sox were actually had more losses than the New York Yankees. And even if you're one of these people that's don't care about loss columns and you only care about it's games. literally all that matters. That only care about games behind. The Red Sox were a game and a half up on the Yankees. That's dominating the American League East. Apparently. And then John Smoltz must have heard that and said, you know what, Carlos Pena? Hold my beer. I'm going to make the stupidest comment by a color analyst today. And then, and then it's like to fill airtime. He's, and no, no, this is my point. It wasn't even a moment in the game to fill airtime. Mike Trout was up in a big spot, I believe. And he starts talking to Joe Buck going, you think one day before his career's over, we'll see Mike Trout. Oh my God, what was that? Sacrifice bunt. Who cares? Who who talks about that, about Mike Trout? This guy is the premier hitter in the entire league, and you're sitting there worried about when he's 37 years old on his last days in the league that he's going to drop down a sack bunt to fill that column? Who the fuck cares? And then Joe Buck just kind of like poo-poos it, and then he keeps going. He's like, and then then the at-bat's getting pretty good, and he's going, I'm not talking bunt for a base hit. I'm talking true blue sacrifice. I'm like, shut up. I cannot stand anymore. Because this. I always, I said it last year, I always liked Mas- Matt Vaskersian calling a game. But he was friggin' awful last year. And now because, we know why. Now we know why. Now we know who brought him down. John Smoltz. John Smoltz, the worst broadcaster in all of sports. I want to go that far. No, I will. In all of sports? All of sports. You put all the sports together, line up all the broadcasters, he is the worst. And this was and then John Sterling had his Coke and a smoke comment today. That was good. I like that. I don't think he was talking about the uh the white powder, but <laughs> back in nineteen seventy five when I went to a Rangers game, I had a Coke and a smoke. <laughs> well Susan, I thank you. And uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright. Burning well... bridges. <laughs> Burning bridges. Uh. Got a couple more things to do here on the show. Um, Guardy didn't join us last week, but uh, he's back here again this week. The Guardy Report is brought to you by We're All Tied Up. You can find We're All Tied Up on Instagram, spelled exactly as it sounds, W-E-R-E-A-L-L-T-I-E-D-U-P. We're All Tied Up. Find them on Instagram. Or email them at gmail.com. We're all tied up. They're also on Facebook uh, for custom wreaths for any occasion. Uh, one of these days, Chris is going to give away that Yankee wreath. I told you what I want to do. I want to I want to pair it with the other two giveaways that we have. Yes, I have a Judge baseball card and a Judge Sports Illustrated poster. That's what you want to do. You want to put all those yes. th- those things together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll do that. But the Guardy Report brought to you by We're All Tied Up. Please check out. 
uh, their work on Instagram. Um, would it be Memorial Day? They were pushing their U.S. Marine and Army wreaths uh, uh, over the weekend. Very, Beautiful. Very good stuff if uh, you support the troops like you should. If you don't, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, anyway, Guardy, how you doing, pal? What's going on, guys? <laughs> I went three for four today. Did you? I think so, yeah. Guardy, what's going on? I played on? hard today. Guardy, what's going on with the plane troubles, buddy? Again, uh, oh God, man. trying to leave Texas. There was a little bit of plane trouble. Then you were you were uh, trying to get a sandwich about three o'clock in the morning, and you were rocking a suit. And uh, somebody was I had like, a "Three piece on, man." Are you? I always rock three piece. It's a little nineties, isn't it? Hey, man. What are you gonna do? So, what kind of sandwich? Yeah, I was eating a sandwich. I was eating a turkey and cheese. That's uh, what you were going with. Yeah, I was going with turkey with cheese. Mayo? Said, you go mayo? Uh, yeah, I put a little lot mayo, lot mayo. I bring my own mayo with me on the road. So, do you get a hard roll? <laughs> oh, I get the hard. I I go up there. I said, "Give me the hardest roll you got." <laughs> Because I only go At hard. 3 in the morning, you probably got some stale rolls I got a great, nice hard roll. But then this lady comes up to me. She's like, what's your story? I'm like, lady, it's 3 a.m. I'm tired. I was going to eat this turkey and cheese. What kind of cheese? You go classic yellow American. Ye- yellow American? All day. You seem, like a, you seem like a good country boy that likes his yellow American Absolutely. cheese. You're not going fancy mozzarella or like or cheddar. I'm not putting Swiss on there. Or, you know, I'm not feta cheese or anything like feta that. Feta cheese on yeah. a sandwich, Gordy? <laughs> hey, man. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, Cardi. We'll, since you're tired, we'll get you out of here real quick. You hit your first home run since opening day yesterday. Yeah, of course. Judge had to hit one right after me, steal my little red thunder. <laughs> your little... God, Judge, give me a, give me five minutes of feeling good about so myself. Like, just like he stole your kid's candy. Yeah, he steals my candy, steals my red thunder. <laughs> your red thunder's in Scranton, by the way. <laughs> yeah, not for long. <laughs> I've been watching a movie with Charlie Sheen, The Platoon, because I'm getting ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gotti, last one from us. It's Memorial Day weekend here. What are some of your Holly Hill, South Carolina Memorial Day traditions? Oh, man. You know, well, starting off with the fireworks. I heard y'all talking about fireworks earlier. We got a bunch of missiles lined up down there <laughs> on the Holly Hill farm. We got missiles. And just a bunch of fireworks blasting up dynamite, actual dynamite. So blowing shit up in Holly Hill. Hell yeah. We get the cops called on us, but then they're like, oh, it's a garden farm. <laughs> and then they join us and, uh, you know, we have a good time. Bro, before I let you go, I just, just popped into my head here. Every week that you come here, you rattle my house. Yeah, I got the what- bread jet out there. Why are we having so much goddamn transportation problems if you got the bread jet? <laughs> Because it only fits me and like two other guys, and you know we got half the team is like six foot eleven. So I mean, those guys are it's a safety hazard. All right, Brett, thank you for me and Token fitting there. And, oh man, <laughs> oh too soon, too soon, man. too soon. Oh, toe. On that note, we'll let you go, Guardy. Thanks for yeah, joining us. Go. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Ronald. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Guardy. Take it easy, guys. That was the Guardy Report brought to you by We're Tall. Uh, we're, t- <laughs> we're tall. We're tall. <laughs> we're all tied up. We're all tied up. Check them out on Instagram, please. Um, my head hurts. Right oh, now. <laughs> man, that was good. One quick thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is uh, the upcoming series against the Astros. I think the Yankees are going to have some serious trouble. Over the next few days. Oh, really? Why is that? <laughs> because Justin Verlander is clearly on a different planet, right? And we got Domingo Herman going back out there. So even if Domingo Herman 
gives you a quality start. That's three runs you're probably not getting back on Verlander. And I promise you this time around, if Verlander's close to coming out of that game, he's going back out there. I don't care if he's at 110 pitches, he's, he's taking that extra inning. And then you have Charlie Morton, who found his uh, Space Jam juice, where he became uh, an alien and all of a sudden has a one-point whatever ERA. It's actually two, oh, 207. It's 207 or something, whatever, uh, and throws 98 miles per hour now. Um, 204. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> and then you have Keuchel and Seve. We've talked about Seve not being as sharp as, as we're used to. Um, yeah, the Yankees tattooed Keiko last time out, but it's still Dallas Keiko, and they still have had trouble with him. So he's been a little bit more invincible the last couple of times the Yankees have seen him. Yeah, invincible word or is it no, just invincible? definitely not. Definitely like not. you would know he's been yeah. like you would know if no, yeah, it's definitely not. I don't think it is. I really don't. Table T A B L E, but I mean, you got to try and take this series somehow. You gotta at least make it competitive. Vincible is a word. Vincible is a word, so you can. I like that though. I'm glad I know that now. Able uh, to be overcome or conquered. Wow. Dallas Keuchel has become. With, I usually go with mortal. He's become mortal. Is that a word? Yes, mortal is a word. Jesus in heaven, <laughs> help us. This is a big series though, because you got Herman followed by CC, and those are two guys what, that you aren't sure you're going to get Herm- innings out. Did Herman take over for Monty when they faced Verlander? Was that the yeah. game that he came in? Yeah, and then he threw four scoreless, I think, in that game. That was a big game for him, and and really, you want to match that game with his first true start, where he had the six innings with no hits. You really thought you were going to get a lot out of this guy, and I tried to. I tried to uh, get in contact with Jack Curry. I tweeted at him. Uh, I don't know if we got a response, but I really want to know what's different about him now than than the pitcher they saw in spring training. I mean, is it is it just the level of competition? Is it that he's not the same guy as a starting pitcher? Because for a while, we thought we were getting a guy with some really good stuff who was cool. going to be effective. Herman, yeah. The- yeah, but this is what he's always shown to be. Guy was what guy was. Yeah, but when you, hear, when you hear when you hear someone like Jack Curry come out and say he's going to be a guy who's going to open your eyes this year, there's a reason for that. And, and you know, I just don't see it. We haven't seen it. We've seen glimpses of it, but when someone of of his caliber is speaking highly on a player like that, you expect more. And something's clearly going on where he's not as effective as people thought well, he would be. you know be. what? Brian Cashman called him a lottery ticket. Sometimes you win on them, sometimes you don't. So right. that's basically what Domingo Herman has been. All right. Uh, what He's, he's got to be better because Yankees cannot go with another three-inning start tomorrow because then it's backed up by CeCe, who even if CeCe's good, is only going to get you five or six. And then Seve, who hasn't been going deep in the yeah. games, so you know this could be a tricky series for them. But you know, they need to get a pitcher soon. It needs to happen. Yeah, but how soon? I don't know. It's got to happen because you don't want to seem too desperate and then get fleeced in the trade. This series is probably why they didn't send down AJ Cole, right? Had Maybe. Him oh, eh, Toe Toe being the move just proved to me that they were definitely going to go to Herman. Because at that point, if you were going to slot Cole in that fifth role, 
uh, in that fifth start, you're going to send down Herman at that point and bring up Bird. But they want A.J. Cole in that bullpen, especially like you just said, for this series where you have back-to-back starts with a guy like Herman and then CeCe, who I hasn't been as sharp. I get the feeling that they might cut the pitching staff after they get through this stretch where they have to play two doubleheaders. Yeah. And, uh, and how many – what do they got? They got a doubleheader next Monday? Is it next Monday? You know what I want to say real quick? You just made a good point. You just said you think after this stretch is when they might cut the pitching staff. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but the Yank – I guess it's a good thing because you don't want to show your hand too much. But the the way the Yankees talk, it's always so matter-of-fact, and it's always like, no, we want 13 guys. They don't say things like, we want 13 guys for this stretch because we have a lot of games coming up, and then maybe we'll reevaluate the situation. The way they talked was very matter-of-fact. They want 13 guys. They like the formula that they have going on. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is just for this stretch, and then they will start to think about sending a guy like Cole down or Herman down yeah. and bringing Toe back up. So next Monday, June 4th, they're playing a doubleheader against Detroit for that to make up those games. And then two weeks from that day, on the 18th, is when they're going to make up the series in Washington. And if they lose that suspended game, the eight-series uh, winning streak uh, goes away, disappears. Because that one game that was started in between those series counts as a one-game series because it was started on that day. Yes, technically that game happened on May 15th. So if they win it, their streak goes to nine series. If they lose it, it gets cut at seven. It's semantics, basically. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but just saying. But he had a... Kay didn't, when he, Kay was the one that brought that up, it was a good point. Like, what if you have 57 right. games in a row? No, that's with hits. With hits. You break DiMaggio's record, and then you go back and play a suspended game that was in the middle of that and don't get a hit. Technically, you don't have the record. You, the record is not yours. It is not yours. That would suck. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Before we say goodbye on episode 47 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. LOL. Hey, LOL. <laughs> Brian Cashman yesterday, and I want to bring up the exact quote here. I have to bring it up because it's only fair that uh, we <laughs> we do it here. You know, okay, I'll I'll fill some dead air while you uh, while you looked it up. You know, in middle school or whatever, when you went to the nurse and you weren't sick at all. And you just were looking for your parents to come pick you up so mm-hmm. you could leave. And she gave you an ice pack. And, and you just looked class. at your parents and you were like, Mom, I promise I don't feel good. I just threw up. I'm warm, whatever. And she's <laughs> like, all right, we'll take you to the doctor. And then the doctor's like, your, your kid's fine. Right? That's what people think is going on with Jacoby Ellsbury right now and the Yankees. All right. So this is what uh, – <laughs> We'll give credit to the person who has the quote here, Lindsay Adler. You can follow her on Twitter at Lindsay Adler, Lindsay with an E. My wife is Lindsay with an A. She thinks Lindsay with an A is the right way to spell it. And since I'm married with her, to with her or to her? To her. Since I'm married to her, it is the right way to spell it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, t- <laughs> the tweet says, Brian Cashman says Jacoby Ellsbury is still... <laughs> Dealing with a back issue and is not doing baseball activities, but added that 
quote, everything he's had has been diagnosed legitimately by a doctor. Fans, we promise you, we are sending him to people who have their doctorate, who are licensed physicians, and they are legitimately telling us that this guy can't stay healthy. Oh, someone, hold on. Someone tweeted at us, and you definitely didn't see this because you would have ripped him. You would have ripped him because you don't have any, any willpower when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to that. I think I do after this morning. Someone <laughs> tweeted on our, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury injury pool that it shouldn't be a joke. We should have some compassion. Let me tell you. I something. did not see that. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> If you're Joe Smith and you work at, uh, you know, 7-Eleven, right? And you keep getting injured and you can't make it to work for three months, but you're getting paid how much a year? 20 well, million? What is it? Even, dude, even if they're making 11 dollars have? <laughs> am I going to have compassion for Joe Smith making $20 million sitting home, even if he's trying to get back? And trying to help his company that he works for? No. So why the hell should I have compassion for Jacoby Ellsbury? I don't want to see anyone injured, of course. And I and I know he's working hard to get back on the field because I know he's a confident player who wants to be successful. But I'm not going to sit here and feel bad for the guy. I am going to joke at his expense. Because there's nothing else I can do. Right? What else are we going to do at this point? LOL. LOLsberry. That's your name now. Come on. We promise he is injured. It was like. We ca- promise you. This is not a joke. It's like Cashman listened to every Yankees podcast <laughs> this last week and said, I got to fucking say something here. <laughs> oh, man. That's always fun. Always fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, you know what? We should have some compassion. We should. We should have compassion for a guy that's getting paid $22 million a year to hang out in Florida. Right. We should feel so yeah, I sorry feel so him. bad for him. Give me a break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, neither one of you guys watched The Simpsons, right? No, mm-hmm. never. We never there was a There was a guy, Dr. Nick Riviero. He was like the, the, uh, the dollar store doctor that... When Homer doesn't have insurance, he would go to him. And he <laughs> would just like... He would like do like these, these cheap surgeries on him and we go hey everybody <laughs> i think the yankees are sending you think they're sending him to, to like dr a, nick to like a holistic doctor who's just like rub this vitamin on your leg uh, he's a doctor you could stop see right stop there. guys this is serious we should we should have compassion oh really yeah i feel really bad he's probably in a really difficult time in his life he probably is. His pay- when he's injured, he can't take his paychecks to the bank right away. He he needs to sit home and have someone do it for him. I think he has direct deposit. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Jesus Christ! What what is this we should we should to? all have Jacoby Ellsbury's faults in life? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We sh- if that's the, your biggest malady, I wish everybody would be as injured as Jacoby uh. Ellsbury is. Jesus. Wouldn't you like to make $22 million a year to sit in Florida Absolutely. And, and exercise? <laughs> and get hurt doing it? Legitimately? Legitimately. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, 
I don't. We'll just call him. We'll call him. Since you like saying the word Mike today, we'll call him Mike. Mike is the uh, the training director, the rehab director down in uh, Tampa. I'm Jacoby Ellsbury. Hey, Mike. Uh, you know what? It's 72 today. I think I. You know what? I think I can run. I don't like running over when it's over 75. 72 today. I think I can go jog. I can go take a f- few laps around the field. After lap one, you know what, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go over here and get iced down now. <laughs> Twenty-two million dollars later. Oh man, that's in a some, world of compassion. That's some good ice. Unreal. We done? Done. Uh, no, not. All right. What did you guys think of? O- Real quick, we should have brought this up. What did you guys think of Otani? Pussy. <laughs> I hate him. I think he went zero for nine this series, like five strikeouts. Yeah, he didn't have a good series. No, nah, gonna... I'm not even. T- I'm talking about him not pitching today. It's such a bunch of bullshit. You're gonna leave the uh, the uh, in there? Yeah. You, you want everybody to know that you called him? Yeah, I don't care. A fat pussy toad. <laughs> fat pussy toad. Come on, man. Call for what it is. I'm glad the Yankees didn't get this guy because guess what? He's a head case. He can't pitch in the spotlight. And guess what? If the Angels make it to the playoffs, he's the last guy I want on the mound. Here's he's a things. little bitch. Here's, well, I hope Shohei Otani's grandmother doesn't listen to this show. She does, actually. <laughs> she does. She loves. <laughs> Here's two things that I want to say about uh, Shohei Otani. Number one. Work play, what do they call it? work workload workload work we're, we're managing his workload number one if he if he needs to have his workload managed that he can't pitch doesn't he need the shouldn't he have the whole day off then just to rest right so what is he doing in the lineup what, today what workload are we managing here because are you saying pitchers work harder than than hitters because if you're managing someone's workload but you're still throwing them in the lineup doesn't he have to put in his reps in BP right I mean come on. It's all a bunch of bullshit. I hate nothing more than that. Just come out and say that you're not comfortable with them with him pitching against the Yankees. Because I believe his worst Tanaka. start of the year was against the Boston Red Sox, correct? And I think Houston hit him up pretty well too. So two playoff teams he hasn't fared well against yeah, this season. Because he's got the spotlight. Here's the other thing that I want to say, and I don't understand the thought process behind it. I've heard a bunch of people say it this weekend. They want to save Otani as a secret weapon if they would face the Yankees in a wild card game. Does Mike Sosha have a crystal fucking ball over here <laughs> that he knows that the Yankees are making a wild card this year? Right. It's all he already so knows the, the outcome. It's so stupid. And ever since you said... Oh, and didn't you say that he's supposed to pitch tomorrow? I had heard that, but that's but not I true. I don't think it's true. Somebody had, had thrown that out there, but that's not true. And that would have just made me lose my mind that if he, he had workplace management issues or whatever. The, it's not, I know. Um, I want to workload. I want to give myself a concussion right now. That's how bad this is. <laughs> yeah, he only pitched two innings against Boston, gave up three runs. He pitched five and a third against Houston and gave up four runs. Yeah, they're not stellar starts. Not terrible. The second one. The first one, I'm imagining he had a lot of pitches. Early so on. now, so now, Mike Sosha doesn't want him to face any good teams because right. of the mystery, yeah. the mystery of Shohei Otani. Because there's no fucking video in 2018. Right. Come on, stupid. Can we go back to bleeping the bad no. words? Because I just use them freely now. I I don't want you to use them too freely, but when we feel that we need to get our point across stronger by using the f word, you need to use it. But you used pussy toad. That because that's what it that's what needed to be said. <laughs> Shohei Otani is a pussy. 
That is all I'm going to wow, say. We are if gonna- he wasn't, he would have pitched today. Plain and simple. I'm going to call it like it is. He's a little bitch, and I'm glad he's not on the Yankees because he would have melted just like Sonny Gray. That's all I'm going to say. But, guys, he's he's got a workload management issue. (laughs) I'm done. That's it. I'm ending on that. All right. So Shohei Otani would be probably exercising with Jacoby Ellsbury right now. One hundred percent. And they got. What do you think they would? Who else would be in their duck duck goose circle? Uh, Hicks. Hicks, Hicks, Hicks we, every other month. Yeah. Be in there. Are we due for a Hicks injury? Yes. It's been, I thought we had it the other day. With what? Uh, what did he do? He fouled the ball off. Uh, was that today? No, that yes. was today. That was early today. No, was that was today. Wow. He fouled the ball off his foot. He won't be in the lineup tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he was limping around for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, no, he had like a little freak thing the other day. And I was like, oh, there it goes. Do you think he gets mad that – Ellsbury won't come back because he's like, fuck, I can really use a goddamn injury right now. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> he's like, I only make I only make $1.2 million, so like, I got to go back to work. <laughs> All right, so uh, that will conclude unless we want to make fun of anybody else. No, I'm good. All right, That's we it. got it all out? Got mm-hmm. it out. Cool. That will conclude episode 47 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, last week it was the Andy, pa- you know what I want to start doing until we get to really obscure numbers, pick one famous Yankee for the number of podcasts that we're doing. Can you? Ron Valone. I was going to say Ron Valone. Ivan Nova. I think Valone. Ooh, Nova. Nova, yeah. Valone's a New Jersey native. Yes, he is. Bayonne or Bergen. He's from Bergen uh, County, maybe. There's know. a B in there somewhere. Another guy that pitched pretty decently for the Yankees that Joe Torre killed. Uh, Scott Proctor. <laughs> No, that's no, that's Ron Valone. Oh, oh, you're talking about Ron Valone. Yeah, I am talking about Ron Valone. Came I thought over. you were about to say something about someone. He else was a really, he was killed. a really solid reliever for most of his career with the Brewers. Yeah, came over him. here, was decent, good enough. Good he enough got, to he, get killed by Joe. Good enough. I thought we were done making fun of people. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> All right, so this is. We'll dedicate this one to Ron Valone. Yeah. yeah. All right. The Ron Valone of podcast. The episode forty-seven. The NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, check out the description on iTunes for the links to all our Twitter and our website, uh, nyysportstalk.com. Fellas, happy Memorial Day weekend. You too, pal. Don't blow your arm off, uh, even though JPP did, and he's still, <laughs> still, still playing football. On. He's in Tampa. Yes, he is. With Jacoby. Maybe he, maybe him and Jacoby are playing Duck Duck Goose right now. <laughs> you never know. Stat Guy Rye, got anything you want to say? Nah. Chris. I kinda like you. Say goodbye. <laughs>